may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Life Church has been so good to be with each of you over this last few weeks as we've talked about becoming God's unstoppable church. I'm going to conclude this series today, and I'm going to be talking about um, the blueprint in God's Word for becoming an unstoppable church. And I, I want us today to take note of the Word of God. We're going to be turning to Acts chapter 2. Of course, Acts chapter 2 is uh, a great passage of Scripture. Uh, this is the beginning of the church, the birth of the church. It happens in Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Ghost is poured out on the day of Pentecost. And, and what a great experience that is for the church. And I pray today that if you've not yet received the power of the Holy Ghost, it's for you, and you need to receive it today. Uh, if you don't have it, ask God for it. And the Bible says He gives to all men um, that gift if they would ask for it. Towards the end of chapter 2 um, of Acts, we find a list of characteristics that this Acts church had that made them unstoppable. It was a part of who they were. It was a part of their spiritual DNA. And today we're going to look at some of these items, these elements that made that Acts church unstoppable. Because I, I, I want to know, in God's word, that whatever that Acts church had, I want. Whatever they had as a part of their spiritual DNA, I want this church here at Live Church to have it. We must have it in 2020. We must have it more than ever before as we get ready to see Jesus Christ return. There's a great revival that God wants to do, and God wants to use his people. It's his plan to use the church to see this great revival come to pass. So we're going to be looking today in Acts chapter 2. The verses we're going to be taking our thoughts from are verses 40 through 47. And, and I'm, I'm just going to take a few minutes here today to, to talk to us about God's unstoppable church and some essential elements that must be found in God's unstoppable church. Now we're hearing a lot today in this virus time about what's essential you know, doctors are essential. The, the food uh, industry is essential, and, and that it truly is essential for all of us. But, but I want to tell us today, and I want you to know, and I pray that you understand this, that God's church is essential. And I am so looking forward to getting back together with all of you in this place, because the church of God is so essential in this hour. So there, there's six different elements that we're going to cover in this message today found in the end of chapter 2 of the book of Acts. And I, I'm calling this the six essential elements in an unstoppable church. Number one, I believe that the church of God must always have great church. Whenever we get together, we must have great church. Acts 2 and 46, the word of God says, so continually, daily, with one accord in the temple. The, these New Testament believers, they continued. They, they were with one accord. They had unity. They get together in the temple. And oh, how I am missing the gathering together of God's people in this place. Life Church 
You are a wonderful group of people, but I'm missing you from this building. I know this is just a building. It's just brick and it's mortar and it's wood and it's some windows, but really there's something special that takes place when we gather together and have great church together at the house of God. Man, and am I, am I looking forward to that day? When we get to get back into this house, we get to lift up our voices in praise. We get to exalt the name of Jesus together. You know, we have um, 52 Sundays every single year to impact the lives of people. 52 opportunities. Now this year, uh, we've lost a bunch of Sundays here in this building. Uh, we've had to meet like this. Me behind the camera, you in your respective homes and places, uh, wherever you're at today. And that's okay. I believe God is using this medium to, to let the church of God get outside of our four walls so that we can impact more people. And there, are, there have been some lives that have been impacted and touched that would never have been impacted without this coronavirus time. Uh, that being said... God has a plan for every service, whether we're here physically meeting uh, together or whether we're meeting this way via the camera and you with your device, your phone, your iPad, your computer. God has a plan for every service. I believe that there are people even under the sound of my voice right now that you have needs from God. You have needs that only God can answer. And that's why every service must be great. And every time we gather together, there must be a move of God. You know, there's many different churches that, that are in this GTA area. There's many different churches in Burlington. I want you to know, church, we cannot just be another church. We just cannot be another possibility, but we have to be a church that when people are hungry and they're looking for a place to have their needs met, to feel the presence of God, where God can answer their prayers, we must be that church. Being a church of just boring and being a church of dull, it, it, it's a thing of the past. We are not a church that's boring. We can never be a church that's just, just going through the, the hum-ho of life. No, we must make sure that we are a church that's on fire with the power of God. Last summer, we had a great family that now attends our church. And, and they came to us, I believe, last June or July, and they told us, at the beginning of their time here, that when they arrived here in the GTA, they went to about six different churches in this area, some of them bigger than ours, many of them bigger than ours. And in all the churches they went to, they said that they just knew that this was not the place for them. But when they arrived at Life Church, they said they felt God. It was the first time they felt God in any church. And we were the seventh church for them to attend. You know what? People come to our churches. People join our online services on, on a weekly basis. They come with their lives a mess. They come with their troubles. They come with their depressions. They come with their problems with their marriage, problems with their kids. They come with their family in a crisis. They're hopeless. The last thing they need today is boring church. 
But I want to encourage you today, according to the word of God, as we gather together, even in this online environment, in unity, that God's going to show up, that God's going to meet us, that God's going to answer prayers today. We must have a move of God every time we get together for church. Even in this online environment, I know that there have been times that I've sat in my house and I've been able to watch the services because they're pre-recorded and I have felt the presence of God in my house. We must have a move of God. That's one of the most important things that we must long for. We must pray for. God must show up in every service. Because when God shows up, that's when the supernatural enters our room. That's when the supernatural comes into the the house that we're at or the, the service that we're meeting in. And that's where the supernatural takes over and God can answer prayer. I need it today. I need to make sure that we are having great church. You know, our senior team at Life Church, we get together every single Tuesday night and we talk about the service. We talk about what happened in our building if we're having church in our building. We talk about our online service and we just, you know, we want to make sure that everything is happening to the best of our ability. It's our way of just doing a little critique. What was the sound too loud? Was the sound too quiet? Was the building too hot? Was the building too cold? Was the service a little bit too long? Did something go wrong? Were the ushers ushering correctly? Were, were, were the, the first impressions team, were they doing their best? We talk about all that stuff because we don't want to have any hindrances for God to move. If there's something that's going wrong and it hinders the move of God, we want to make sure we deal with that on a weekly basis. And and I'm challenging every single one of us today. We must make sure that we, as a part of this body of believers, that we are doing our best to contribute to having great church. And you might say, well, I'm not even in the building today. That's true. But you can contribute today by being a part of this. You can contribute by your prayers. You can contribute by giving your very best in your worship in your own house today. I'm saying, number one, and it's essential for this unstoppable church, is that we would have great church, that we would entertain the presence of God, that the presence of God has the ability to move among us and begin to minister. I'm so anxious to get back together here in this building with all of you so we can have some great church and we can worship the Lord God together. The second essential element in an unstoppable church is what I call worship. Acts chapter 2 and 47 says, praising God and having favor with all the people. Uh, This New Testament church in the book of Acts, they were a church that was continually praising God. They were a church of worship. And I just want to tell you today that worshiping churches are churches that are exciting. Worshiping churches are churches that are vibrant. They're alive. You know what? There were previous generations where people were afraid of that Pentecostal worship, but not anymore. It's that Pentecostal worship that appeals to the masses. It's that Pentecostal worship that appeals to this generation. That's why people are leaving traditional churches in mass, because they are looking for a church that's not dead, that's not dry, that's not lifeless. They're looking for a church that's alive. That's why worship is so important. It's important because in the middle of a worship service, in the middle of a time of of praising God and exalting the name of Jesus, that's when miracles can take place. It's in an atmosphere of worship. 
in the middle of a time of worship is when the Spirit of God can be poured out in a worship setting. It's in your house today as you're there with your family. God can show up as you begin to worship God. In fact, the Bible lets us know in Psalm 22 and verse 3 that God inhabits. He lives in the praises of his people. It's God's favorite part of the service. You know, we like the preaching. We like when the minister gets up and preaches the word of God to us. But the, the worship, the praising God is God's favorite part of the service. I think it'd be okay for right, us right now to take a moment and let's just give God some praise. Let's just give God some worship. Church, begin to lift up your voices right now. Begin to call on the name of Jesus right now. Begin to give him praise right now. Jesus we worship your name, God. We exalt your name in this house. God, we build you a house of praise for you to dwell in right now, God. Come down and begin to minister in this place right now. I have a feeling that when we get together uh, at some point in our near future, back in this building, that the collective praise and the collective worship of God's people is going to ascend to heaven and it's going to be something that will be amazing because we're going to get the chance to come back together unreserved, unashamed, and give God our best in praise and worship. I'm so looking forward to spending time in this house once again in praise and worship with the people of God at Life Church. The third essential element that must be found in God's unstoppable church is prayer. Everybody say prayer. Acts chapter 2, this New Testament church was birthed in a prayer meeting in the upper room. That, that's when the power of God showed up. And that's when the Holy Ghost was outpoured. It was in a prayer meeting. Acts 2.42 says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Prayer is everywhere in the book of Acts. Almost every single chapter in the book of Acts, you will find people either going to prayer, in prayer, or coming from prayer. Acts lets us know that something supernatural takes place when God's people pray. Prayer is the thing that, that it, it, it's, it's the thermometer and it's the thermostat of the local church. The spiritual temperature of the church goes up and down depending on prayer. I, I encourage you, Life Church, we must become a church that prays. I pray that during this pandemic, during this time at home, that you're finding times to get alone with God and spend time in prayer. The great um, theologist, uh, theologian, E.M. Bounds said it like this. He said, prayer is not preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. Prayer is not preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. There's no shortcuts for prayer. Prayer is so necessary for an unstoppable church. Prayer will create an atmosphere in the room. Prayer will, will create an atmosphere in our online services. There should be an expectancy that happens when we pray. Second Chronicles 7 and verse 13 says it like this, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain. And then verse 14 says it like this, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. 
if my people, just a little if there, if the people of God would just do, do this little thing, would humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God, turn from their wicked ways, then we're going to hear from heaven and God's going to forgive our sins and God's going to heal our lands. Pastor Mitchell used to say it like this, when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. Uh, when I do what I can do, that's me doing what I can do. But when we pray and we let God show up and the presence of God show up, when I pray, that's when God moves in and God does a supernatural work. Over this past eight or nine weeks, I've encouraged each of you to take a day. Many of you have chosen your day of the week that you would fast and pray. And, and I, I want to just thank you for doing that because as we fast and as we pray during this pandemic, that things take place in the spirit world when we fast and pray. Mark chapter 9 says it like this in verse 29. So he said to them that this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This New Testament church, they were a church of prayer. They were a church of fasting. And I want to say, Life Church, let's continue to be a church of great prayer. When it's time for prayer service, let's get to prayer service. When it's time for prayer and fasting, let's make it a priority in our schedule because that's when God begins to work among us. It is an essential element of God's unstoppable church. The fourth essential thing that this New Testament church had that made them unstoppable is they were a giving church. Acts chapter 2 and verse 45 says it like this. They sold their possessions and their goods and they divided them among all as anyone had need. You know what? Giving is a major theme in the Bible. It's the principle that's in the word of God that comes with a great promise associated with it. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 tells me, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that kind of blessing. I have received many times that kind of a blessing. It's a principle in the Word of God. And because it's a principle, it works every time. The great man of God that I highly respect Bishop T.F. Tenney, he once said this. He said, there are some people that God cannot bless because he's bound by his word. And then there are other people that God cannot refrain from blessing again because God is bound by his word. God cannot and God will not bless someone who's not a giver. I have learned this over the years, that the blessings of the Lord, they come to those who give. And those who give generously, receive generously. And as I have given, as I have been the one that has been the giver, I just want to tell you today that I'm a testimony to the fact that God blesses the giver. I have received so many blessings from God as the blessings of God have been poured out in my life. Because you cannot outgive God. God will bless the individual. He will bless the family. He will bless the church that's a giver. Amen. Someone say amen. I, I thank God for every single one of you that's been consistent with your offerings and your tithes during this pandemic. Um, I had a pastor, my last pastor, Pastor Chester Mitchell. He, he always said this. He says, the tithe is the radical minimum. That's where your stewardship begins. You're, you're, you're just getting up to the zero point when you give your tithe. 
but it's the offerings that you give over and above your tithe. That's what God begins to pour out his blessings upon. I thank all of you that give to the missionaries. I thank all of you that give to the youth department. I thank all of you that give special offerings to Christmas for Christ or, or ladies' um, mother's memorial or to the She's for Christ drives. God blesses the giver. This New Testament church, they were a giving church. And today I'm encouraging us as life church that we would continue to be givers because God blesses the givers. God always pours his blessings out upon them that give. In life church, I thank you for being so faithful with your giving. God's going to reward it. Amen? God is going to reward and Bring it back to you in ways that you cannot even comprehend. God's going to do it. I believe that today. God blesses the giver. The fifth essential element in God's unstoppable church is found in Acts chapter 2 and 42. And that's, that's what I'm going to call evangelism or making disciples. Acts 2.42 says it like this. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. We are commanded by God to take this great gospel to the entire world. In fact, um, it, it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 28 and verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. That's what we call the Great Commission, to go to make disciples. It's not the great suggestion. It's not something that we get to, okay, I'm not going to do that. No, it's the great commission. We are commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. Now, here we are in the GTA, the greater Toronto area. We do not have to go very far to go into all nations. For many of you, all you have to do is cross the street Go to the house on this side or go to the house on that side and you will find someone who is not from Canada. It's not their birth country. They're from every part of the world. All nations are in our neighborhoods. You know, the purpose of Jesus, he told us in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, he says, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Our purpose must mirror his purpose. If his purpose was to go and seek and save the lost, that must become our purpose. For this New Testament church, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ was never an option. It was never just a job for some committee or some group in the church. No, this was something that this New Testament church, this unstoppable church, it was something that every single believer had as a part of their daily lives. Evangelism was who they were. It was not a planned event for a Saturday morning. We're going to go out. We're going to knock on some doors. No, this evangelism thing was a natural outgrowth of their relationship with Jesus Christ. Every believer took everyday situations and they turned them into opportunities to share the gospel. Acts chapter 3 is a great example. Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. Well, I'm thankful that they were sensitive to the voice of God and that God used them. 
There was a lame man there by the gate. He'd been crippled from his birth. And the Bible says that when they heard the, the call from this man, they want, he wanted alms from them. There was something inside of them. This is an opportunity. This is, this is one of those God-ordained opportunities that Peter and John have on their way to the temple to pray. And they stepped out in faith and they spoke truth, the truth of the gospel to this man. And they commanded this man in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And God showed up in the middle of their daily lives. I want to encourage you, Life Church, begin to look for opportunities to show up in your life. Begin to look for opportunities today, opportunities tomorrow to share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the apostles' doctrine. We are to continue steadfastly in evangelism. We're to continue steadfastly in this apostles' doctrine. And I want to talk to some people here on this broadcast today. Have you followed the apostles' doctrine. Have you continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine? You say, well, what's that? Well, they preach faith. They preach repentance. They preach baptism in Jesus' name. They preach the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They preach living a life for God, a life of holiness. If you're somewhere in that mix and you say, I haven't done all of that, perhaps there's a next step for you to take today. If you haven't repented, perhaps today you can bow your head and you can repent of your sins. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ will come and he will forgive you of your sins. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, I encourage you. Get a hold of me. Put a note in this comment. Direct message the Life Church um, app today. We would be glad to baptize you in water by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've not received the Holy Ghost, as we worship God at the conclusion of this message together, you can bow your heads and say, God, I want to have your spirit. I, I want to experience, God, the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of me. God, I know that I felt you, but God, I want to be full of the spirit. If you pray that prayer, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost in your house today. I want to be people that are continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Don't you? The sixth essential element found in God's unstoppable church is found in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and verse 46. Verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. And in the breaking of bread and in prayers. The latter part of verse 46 says this, they were breaking bread from house to house. Man, am I looking forward to getting back to breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. You know, this passage here lets us know that there was a fellowship that was going on. It wasn't just showing up at the temple once a week or twice a week, but there was a fellowship that was happening. In Eastern Europe, in the country of Romania, it said that there were many orphans that were institutionalized and, and there was not enough staff in these institutions to adequately, adequately care for these orphans. They were babies. They were past the toddler age, but they were kept in diapers. Most of them spent their time in a crib. There was not really any physical contact. There was not really any love, no cuddling, no holding of those babies that, that was needed by those individual children 
to develop in their emotions. The report goes on to say that many of these children died. And the reason they died was from the fact that they lacked human contact. The condition that these babies and these young children had was called the failure to thrive syndrome. The failure to thrive syndrome. Now that syndrome, the failure to thrive, is a, is a syndrome that can happen spiritually as well. You can find yourself where you're not connected to the people of God. You're not being loved on by the, the saints in the house of God. And, and, and you know what? You're, 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 you're not thriving. You're not growing. You're, you're not being nurtured. But all this can be avoided and all this can be cured if there's a spiritual time, if there's some fellowship together, if, if there's getting together with the house of God. You know, fellowship is not just getting together and having food together. But fellowship, the word in the Greek is kononia. It happens when there's a relationship that's built. It's happened when we do life together. Of course, I say that all the time at Life Church. We're doing life together. It happens, fellowship happens when we demonstrate genuine care to those around us. It's when I meet your needs and you meet my needs. When we get together and we spend time together, we get into each other's lives. It's not just coming together in this building, but it's doing life together. That's why it's important each week that we've been getting together online. That's why it's important that we have the Zoom calls and we get to have that communication back and forth brothers and sisters. That's the fellowship we're getting to do right now. But I'm so looking forward to real fellowship. I'm so looking forward to shaking your hand and hugging your neck because I, I'm longing for that kind of fellowship. You know what? Fellowship does take place when we eat together. And oh, am I looking forward to eating together with you once again. Over a, a meal, over some food, we begin to share our lives with one another. I can share the joys and I can share the sorrows. I can share the pains and I can share the struggles. I can share your triumphs. I can bear your burdens and you can bear my burdens. We can celebrate together. We can cry together. We can pray together. You know what? This Christian life, it's not meant to be lived alone. Christians who are not connected to other Christians are never really that mature because they've not had that cuddling. They've not had that connection with the people of God. And I believe that's what we're missing right now in this coronavirus time. I'm all for what we've done. I'm all for the fact that we wanted to flatten the curve, to, to stop the curve from getting out of hand for our province. But I am so ready. I am so ready for getting together with all of you for some fellowship. It's what God's church is supposed to do. If you're not connected at Life Church, uh, I'm encouraging you. It's time when we get back to this building to get connected. Don't just be an attender, but find a place to serve the house of God. Find a place to connect with other people and, and serve and, and make the purpose of this church move forward. Get involved in a ministry. Let me encourage you, Life Church. Find someone that you can be responsible for. Find someone that you can care for. Perhaps there's a new believer. Perhaps there's a new person at Life Church. They're needing a friend. Find someone that you can connect with. And I want to challenge every single person at Life Church. If you're not accountable to anyone, find someone to become accountable to. 
find myself, find a, a leader at Life Church that you can be accountable to in your spiritual life. It'll be the best thing you ever did. So fellowship is such a vital and critical element in this unstoppable church. And Lord have mercy, am I looking forward to having some fellowship with all of you. As we conclude our thoughts today on this unstoppable church, this Acts 2 passage highlights many elements that are included, that, that were a part of this unstoppable church. They were a great church. They had great church when they got together. They, they were a worshiping church. They were a praying people. They were a giving people. They, they were people that were involved with evangelism and proclaimed the apostles' doctrine. And they had fellowship together. There were six essential elements that made them unstoppable. And the end result of this church having these elements as a part of who they were. The Bible says in the, the last of this chapter, Acts 2 and 47, it says, here's the results. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I just want to let you know, Life Church, as we become, as we have these elements in Life Church, that we will see supernatural signs. We will see wonders. We will see people being added to the church daily. Question for you as we go. If the whole church were just like me, what kind of church would Life Church be? If the whole church were just like me, what kind of church would Life Church be? I want you to think about that question. What if everybody at Life Church were just like you? Would you be considered a faithful attender or would you be considered an unfaithful attender? Would you be a committed participant or would you be an uncommitted participant? Would you be a giver or would you be a non-giver? Would you be spiritual or would you be unspiritual? Would you be unstoppable or would you be stoppable? As we conclude our time together, Brother Ricardo's going to come back. He's going to lead us into worship. But I just want you to take a moment right now and pray with me. We need to pray that God would make us, that he would make me into an unstoppable Christian. God, help me to be the best Christian that I can be. Lord God, help me to be one that's the best giver that I can be. Lord, help me to be faithful to you, faithful to your work. God, faithful to the house of God. Let me be committed to the work of God in Burlington. God, I want to be that unstoppable believer. God, that you can flow through. God, I want to be that believer that, that sees the acts to experiences done in my life today. God, I want it. God, I want to be your servant. I, I want to be the vessel that you can flow through. God, when we gather back together at Life Church in the building, God, I want to be the one that can be depended upon. God, one that would help this church become the unstoppable church that you've called us to be. Come on, church, begin to pray right now. Begin to cry out to God right now. God, change us. God, if there's parts of our lives that we're not committed, Lord, make us committed at this time. Brother Ricardo's coming back. I just want you to, you to entertain his presence. If you have a need today, because we're a part of God's unstoppable church, God can meet your need right now. If you have a situation you find yourself in and you need prayer, 
you can have prayer today. We're going to pray that God would minister to you. God's able to answer prayer. God's able to to do miracles. He's able to do signs. He's able to do wonders. Because we today, we're a part of God's unstoppable church. God bless you today. We love you. We look forward to seeing you real soon. Let's worship again with Brother Ricardo. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you might be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church, and you'll find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support. Have a wonderful week, and God bless you.